This is Hans Finzel. Welcome to the Leadership Answer Man. This is a show for leaders about real-world leadership solutions. Whether you're a seasoned leader or just starting out, I promise to give you practical leadership tips that you can use this week. No matter what your leadership situation is, I can help. Remember that every follower needs a healthy leader. My passion is to help leaders lead more effectively. Welcome to episode number nine, 10 tips for making leadership transitions work. We're going to cover in the show today a brief summary of my own leadership transition after 20 years in the hot seat, the 10 tips for making it work well. And this applies to a lot of leadership transitions, not just transitions at the top, but anytime significant leaders transition in, transition out. Number three, barriers to successful transitions. There are a lot of them. And by the way, most transitions actually don't go well. That's the purpose of the show today, to talk about how can we make them work well when so many of them don't. And number four, a few final applications uh, as you prepare for your eventual departure. You know, if there's one thing I've learned about people, we're all indispensable and we will all finish our positions and our responsibilities at one time or another. Now, today, many people go through, what, five to seven careers in their lifetime, and it seems like the cycle of how long people stay in leadership gets shorter and shorter, especially in local churches when it comes to pastors. But whether you're in a company, a nonprofit, a business, or a church, leadership transitions are a way of life. And as you're thinking about your own position, you may want to translate into a, a larger leadership role in the future, and you aspire to greater leadership. Bravo. And uh, you're going to have a transition into that position, and then eventually you'll have a transition out of that position. And you know, it's interesting. Most people don't think much about transitioning out, especially when they start. But leadership transition is a very important piece of leadership in general. First of all, a brief summary of my own transition, and I'll uh, refer you back to the episode on passion where I talk about some of the reasons why I decided to move on and to step out into my next career. I prefer the wording stepping out as opposed to stepping down. First of all, I don't like the idea uh, that leadership as uh, leaders are big up on this big pedestal at the top of the pyramid, uh, you know, king of the mountain. So stepping down, I like the uh, the imagery of stepping out into something else. It also kind of describes the fact that when you step out, you're stepping out by faith. Uh, sometimes uh, when you take the risk to leave a job you're not happy or satisfied in and you step out and toward your heart and your passion, it can be a real faith proposition. It can be stepping out or stepping off <laughs> the end of the diving board. I want to just say I thank God for the wonderful board of directors I had and my leadership team that worked so well when I decided after 20 years as a CEO I needed to step out and to move on. There are so many things that can go wrong in leadership transitions. The number one goal is to leave well and don't hurt people or the church or the ministry or the business or the organization on your way out. 
There are so many stories of people who create a scorched earth on their way out because of anger or resentment or relationships gone bad or things exploded and they they steal from the place. They insult people. They take talent with them. They, They rob the place blind. They shut the place down. They malign others and in many ways create a destructive wake. This is so bad. It's bad for everybody. It's bad for the leader on their way out. It's so hurtful for the um, for the organization that's left behind. Now, why does this happen? You know, I've observed, and I have some dear friends that this has happened to, I've observed sometimes leaders just pour themselves out into a job and a position, and they get burned out, they get used up, they get spent, and then all of a sudden the board turns against them. This has happened to two of my close friends in the last year. I've watched them chewed up and spit out by a board of directors. I'm so glad that my board didn't do that to me. You know, we shouldn't take our used-up leaders and throw them on the heap of worn-out leaders. No, we should honor them. We should take care of them, if at all possible, on their way out. We need to do it right. What happens to organizations when a leader abruptly leaves and there's no obvious successor? Well, all kinds of potential harm can be done to uh, businesses, churches, organizations. Uh, When there is a bad leadership transition and a person leaves in a scorched earth manner, you know, relationships are broken, things have shut down, there's been an explosion, there's been a failure, whatever. Here's some of the things that happens. Broken trust that is transferred to the new leader. Loss of respect for leadership in general. Doubt about the board of directors. Organizational drift. Lost momentum. Many initiatives come to a screeching halt when an organization is leaderless. Lost membership. Lost business. People leave. People stay away in droves. Lost staff and employees. You know, people who wants to work in a leaderless quagmire. Wasted money and other resources. Loss of momentum. Discouragement and despair for the rank and file of those who choose to stay. General uncertainty for the troops, members, and employees. I have seen this happen so many times when, for one reason or another, a leadership transition is not done well. And for whatever reason, abruptly, there's the loss of the leader. And then the board or the management is scrambling to replace that person. In that land between, a lot of tough stuff can happen. A lot of things can happen that just are, are sad. Okay, let's go to number two, the top 10 tips for making them work well. Really, uh, 10 lessons that I've observed in my own transition and the transition that I've watched in many other people. Lesson number one, the longer the seasoned leader has been in place, the more there is to lose and the more danger there is in the handover of power. If you've been around for a few years and there's a change in power, it's not that big a deal. But the longer you've been around, the more there is to lose and the tougher the transition happens. I know when I was uh, took over, when I was 40 years old, the organization that I led for 20 years, my predecessor had been in there for 23 years and he was loved and honored and he retired and, you know, People just, there's so much momentum when a leader's been around so long, and people expect the new leader to lead the way the old leader led, which never happens. So the longer the seasoned leader has been there, 
the more there is to lose and the more danger there is in a smooth handover of power. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two, leaders do more damage by staying too long than by leaving too soon. I just think it's so important that when it's time to leave, people should leave. You know, young, fresh, innocent, full of vision and passion about their job. That's what a young leader is. But the years take their toll and many leaders don't do well at figuring out how to quit and how to finish and how to end well. And we do more damage if we hang on longer than we should. So leaders do more damage by staying too long. And and everybody needs to work together to try to help that transition happen when it's time. Lesson number three, in order for a leadership transition to work well, there are, in my mind, there's a three-way partnership between the outgoing leader, the board of directors, and the leadership team that is in place. Now, uh, and so in order for it to work, the outgoing leader has to keep their attitude um, up and has to keep their attitude right. And, uh, you know, I've already mentioned that uh, it can be a scorched earth destructive path if that leader's attitude goes south. So in order for a leadership transition to work well, the three-way partnership is between the outgoing leader, the board of directors, or the management team, and then the, the general leadership team. Any one of those three can sabotage the um, the process. Not only the outgoing leader who wants to do well, but the board of directors. I've seen the board of directors, you know, once a person says, I, you know, I think I want to leave, I, I've seen a board turn on that leader and just throw them on that heap of used up leaders immediately and not honor them. So the board has to say, you know, it's really important that we have a smooth leadership transition here. So let's try to honor the outgoing leader as we look for the new leader. Now, the third player in this drama is the leadership team itself. You know, the the leader is leaving, but the people that have been working with that leader are staying. So how do they feel about all this? They may have all kinds of interesting feelings and attitudes toward that leader that is leaving. You know, some of them are sad and some of them are rejoicing behind closed doors that that person is leaving. But they all need to keep their attitude in check. In fact, everybody has to keep their attitude right. And why? Why is it so important to do all this? Again, uh, the bottom line reminder is we don't want to hurt the organization. We don't want to hurt the work and the people and the momentum that is going on. Leadership transitions are a normal part of organizational life, and the smoother they are, the less anybody gets hurt, the less the organization gets hurt, the less money is wasted, the less failure that will be experienced. So in order for it to work again, those three have to work together, the outgoing leader, the board of directors, and uh, the leadership team. Lesson number four, honor the departing leader as much as the incoming one. It's not always the case where the outgoing leader and the incoming leader are both there at the same time, especially in local churches that very rarely happens. But when I took over as CEO, man, I tell you, I did everything I could to honor the person that I followed. You know, because a lot of people love that person that you're replacing. And when you take over, uh, especially it's difficult. I mean, you know, it's easy to take over for somebody that was an utter failure. 
But it's tough to take over for somebody that was a great success. My predecessor was a great success. He he reached retirement age. He had to he had to go off into the sunset, and I took over. And I knew that I needed to honor him at every step of the way. And you know, I'm really thankful that he honored me as well. In fact, he publicly honored me. You know, we kind of had a mutual admiration society, and it really worked well. I remember in a meeting when I was being commissioned into my uh, new job as uh, uh, as the head of this organization, he he said, you know, um, Hans, you need to uh, don't try to walk in my shoes uh, because I'm taking my shoes with me. And I just thought that was so cool. Honor the departing leader as much as the incoming one. That's everybody should honor that person going out. It's not always possible because sometimes that outgoing leader leaves with moral failure, with a ethical failure, with disgrace, with the kind of person I talked about at the beginning of the show, the, the scorched earth kind of person on the way out. Obviously, you can't honor or say much about those. But if the person left in dignity, they retired, uh, they left with their reputation in Tact, honor that departing leader as much as you are excited about the one coming in. Lesson number five, recognize that it will take time for the troops to transfer their loyalty to the new leader. There's all kinds of uh, interesting dynamics that take place. You know, sometimes it's sort of like changing Parents, I know a lady uh, when I left my organization at my um, farewell banquet, she said, you know, you've always been there. As long as I've worked here, you know, you have been our leader. And it's hard for me to imagine anybody else leading our organization. And, I, you know, I thought well, that's kind of like a parent, like switching parents. First job of a new leader is to get people to trust them, to gain their trust. And by recognizing it's going to take time for them to transfer their loyalty to you, you'll go a long way to building that trust. You know, the other thing about my predecessor, he told the troops that I was going to be different. And he also told the troops I needed to be different because at different stages in the life cycle of an organization, different kinds of leaders need to be in place. And usually we find a pendulum swing of kinds of leadership personalities from one leader to the next. Lesson number six, spend the money and take the time to do a good search for the new leader. You know, this is so, so important. As far as I'm concerned, finding the right new leader is the constant and time is the variable. And if you have a large organization or a big church or a big nonprofit, I think the board of directors should spend the money to uh, really do a thorough search. And what do search teams, search companies do? Well, they help you to do a professional job at coming up with the profile of what you're looking for. Number two, they help look for good candidates. And number three, they screen those candidates once they come up. This is where I've seen so many organizations make a mistake where they choose the wrong person because it becomes a parade of personalities. It becomes very subjective. And I've seen search teams and search committees throw away their list of the profile and all the stuff they said they needed in their next leader because they fell in love with the personality of somebody. And then they hired them and it wasn't long before things weren't working out. And then they go back to their notes and they realize, you know, we kind of threw away the profile because we sort of fell in love with this person. Spend the money and take the t time 
to do a good search for the new leader. It's worth it. How long does it take? Well, it depends on how big your organization is, your your business, your ministry. It can take, it depend, and it depends on the level. You know, a CEO search can take a year, year and a half. Uh, other, uh, I hired so many people through the years and I thought, you know, on the average, it took six months of thorough searching and processing to find the right person. Don't rush. Remember the right person person is the constant and time is the variable. Number seven, and this applies to ministries and churches. If you are uh, spiritual folks and you're looking for a spiritual leader, this applies to you. Lesson number seven, pray, pray, and then pray some more about the search process. It's so important that you uh, do what Moses did. When when God told Moses his time was up and he wasn't going to enter the promised land, what is the first thing that Moses did? He did not complain to God. He did not argue with God that he actually, in fact, wasn't done and still had a lot of energy left. No, he fell on his face before God and he said, oh, God, provide the next leader for these people so they will not be like sheep without a shepherd. So pray about that search. Lesson number eight, over communicate about the process to the people over-communicate by a factor of 10. When there is a leadership gap, and when there's a leadership transition, this is a great time of uncertainty in any organization, in any church, in any business, in any company. People get nervous. People have doubts. People are afraid. What are they afraid of? Well, of course, they're afraid of losing their jobs. They're afraid of a major reorganization. They're afraid that when all is said and done, the new leader's not going to like them or they're not going to like the new leader. There are so many things to be nervous about when a search process is underway for a new leader. Over-communicate to the troops about the process, where you're at in the process, what steps are you taking right now. It is so absolutely critical to keep people informed. It calms their fears. And also while you're at it, the leadership, whoever's in charge of the search process, you need to listen to the people and listen to the troops. Take in their input. They might just have some brilliant advice for you. Lesson number nine, honor your successor and your predecessor. This is a little bit like the honoring the departing leader as well as the incoming one, but that's what the organization does. The organiza- Lesson number four was that the organization should honor the one going out as much as the one coming in. But now this is to you, the new leader, if you're the one. You should honor, um, if you're on the way out, you need to honor the person coming in. And if you're on the way in, you need to really honor the person going out. And you know what? Every single person who goes into leadership has a predecessor and a successor. In my book, The Top 10 Mistakes Leaders Make, I make the statement that success without a successor is failure. Honor your successor and your predecessor in the journey of leadership transition. And finally, lesson number 10, if at all possible, have a baton passing ceremony. I was so glad when I finished my 20 years at World Venture, I was able to pass the baton to Jeff Denlinger, who took my place. And we, before the people, we had an actual ceremony. We actually got a baton and inscribed some stuff on it and transferred the leadership and the loyalty. I honored him. He honored me. The board was present, the leadership, the staff. It just 
communicates a healthy, smooth transition. The same way that Moses prayed over Joshua and passed the baton to him. And he took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on Joshua. If at all possible, have a baton passing ceremony of some sort. Well, before I finish up the show, I just want to mention, if you really love this show, would you do me a favor and go to leadershipanswerman.com slash love it. And there's a pre-written tweet that you can tweet out to your followers. I'm really trying to get the word out and spread the word about this podcast. So if you like it, I'd love it if you would go there and tweet about it or go to my Facebook page and uh, like my page, uh, Hans Fenzel Leadership Answer Man, and just let other people know about it. I also would love a great review on iTunes if you like the show. Please send me your questions or comments, your applications. Remember, everything I mention on the show is summarized in my show notes at leadershipanswerman.com. Well, I want to talk about barriers to successful transitions before I give you a few final applications. Barriers to successful transitions. There are many unsuccessful leadership transitions. There are more unsuccessful ones than there are successful ones, sadly. It's amazing how many organizations are hurt between leaders. I imagine that everyone listening has witnessed firsthand a leadership transfer that went wrong. The reasons for such fiascos vary, but here are some that I've observed why leadership transitions often don't work well. The whole purpose of my show today is to talk about how to make them work well, but we have to be reminded about some of the barriers. Here's what happens sometimes. The organization doesn't like the new person. You know, maybe the board did or whoever recruited the person, but the people don't like this leader and they don't take. Here's another one I have seen. The new person doesn't like the organization. You know, that sometimes happens. All of a sudden you get into this new job and you realize, Oh, wow. I really misread the situation. I did not do my homework. You know what? I don't fit in this place. I've seen this happen at top level leadership positions where they don't last very long because they didn't do their homework. Both sides need to do their homework well. The people that are doing the recruiting and the people that are doing the accepting. Here's another thing. The new person's family just can't adjust to the new city they moved to. I can't mention specifically the incident, but there's a major um, organization I know about, a major ministry. This is exactly what happened. They recruited this leader. It all looked great. The whole family relocated. And you know what? It just didn't work. The family couldn't handle it because they were from another part of the country. They'd always lived there. and They couldn't adjust to the culture of this new city and this new place. Another thing that happens is there's a corporate culture conflict. Values and beliefs just don't match. Here's another one. The leader fails miserably in the newly assigned responsibilities. He or she lacks the ability, capacity, experience, or knowledge to do the job well. Somebody didn't do their homework. It's sad, but it happens. Here's another thing that happens. The old guard sabotages the efforts of the new leader because the new leader doesn't do things the way you're supposed to do things around here. There is an old guard in many organizations and many churches that want to preserve the status quo. And the sometimes the old leader sticks around and sabotages the efforts of the new leader. 
The old leader uh, fails to leave or reappears. Man, it should not be so, but sometimes it happens. Or maybe that old leader is gone, but he's still connected to some of the people back in the the old place. And, and the people ask him, well, what do you think about what the new leader's doing? Can you believe he's doing this and that? See, that goes back to that principle. You need to, if you're the old leader and you've been replaced by somebody, somebody else, they're not going to do things the way you've done them, and you have to to affirm them. Even if you don't agree with them, you're just going to destroy things and going to destroy their credibility if you undermine them, even from a faraway place. Finally, another reason why successful transitions sometimes don't work, another barrier is the new leader fails to win a following because of poor interpersonal relationship skills. Wow, that can that can happen. It's not that they're not talented. It's not that they're not great speakers or capable, but they have horrible interpersonal skills and uh, they fail. Well, a few final tips uh, here, a few applications before we wrap up the show. If you're looking for a new leader, Time is the variable, and the right candidate is the constant. Another tip, final application. I recognize that many times churches and other groups have gaps between leaders. In that case, baton passing really can't take place. And oftentimes, the new leader and the old leader, they don't even know each other. So that wouldn't apply. Another tip. Do your homework. Develop a profile of what you're looking for in the new leader and stick with the profile. You need to be as objective as possible and try to avoid having a parade of personalities or a cosmetic competition between candidates. Do your homework, develop the profile, and then judge each candidate according to that profile. Another final application, honor and care for those who've poured themselves out for you as your leaders. They may be spent, they may be burned out, they may be ready to leave, but they deserve a lot of love and grace for you on their way out. They gave their best years for you. And finally, if you're the leader, insist that your board has a succession plan for when it comes time for that transition. In fact, it's best to develop a transition time, uh, plan, a succession plan with the board of directors when everything is going well. Don't wait till things are going south. Thanks so much for listening today. Let me give you the book of the show that I would like to recommend to you today. And it's a book by Tommy Thomas. He's with the search firm SEMA. And the name of the book is The Perfect Search by Credo House. The quote I would like to leave you with today, and that is this, success without a successor is failure. This has been Hans Finzel. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Answer Man. Remember that leaders make great things happen. Please send me your leadership questions that I can answer on a future podcast. And I would love to have you sign up for my email updates at leadershipanswerman.com. Remember that every follower needs a healthy leader. Keep listening and learning and go out there and make a difference with your leadership.